I remember my practitioner painting herself or, yeah, painting herself into a corner with her her calendar where she was constantly having people over to her home office and she did not have a social life. She had no ability to be out. And I thought, I don't want that for myself. That's Eva Venari, a single mom who turned health challenges and personal loss into a natural health side hustle that has grown into one of the leading woman-owned business exporters of manufactured goods in the United States, all while maintaining a life of time flexibility and travel as a solopreneur. And you're going to hear all about it because Eva is today's guest on Solopreneur Success. Welcome to the Solopreneur Success Podcast, where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business. Come soar with us and design the life you love. Now, here's your host, Steve Combs. Hello, solopreneurs. Today, I'm interviewing Eva Venari, who went from corporate worker to running a very interesting natural health business, providing corporate wellness training to clients around the world. And she has become one of the leading women-owned business exporters in the United States. We're going to dive into all of that in just a minute. But first, Eva, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad to have you with us. And I would love if you could maybe start by telling our audience a little bit about your journey to how you became a successful solopreneur in the first place. What's your background? I was in corporate America, burning myself out from one job after another, trying to keep up with the... Mm, social issues, <laughs> meaning I, I've, I've switched careers by necessity and it just made me sick, made me ill. And I found that my only course of action known at the time was to go to doctors and get prescriptions. And I said, I need something different. So just my belief that there must be something more alternative that works, uh, that can support my body. I followed that path and that's what led me to my business today. So tell us, what is that business? Oh, I own the Elevate Institute and I work with very busy people, much like what I was an entrepreneur in and also with those who are in corporate America to keep them on top games. So it's really hard to figure out how to take care of yourself and also have a full schedule. And I use science as well as ancient wisdom to keep the body clean and in top performance. That's great. Now, if I recall uh, from my talking with you in the past. We actually met at the New Media Summit down in Tampa earlier this year. And that was uh, awesome to uh, kind of get to meet a lot of different people with many different backgrounds. And what really enthused me about bringing you on the show is, is you, you have this ability to take an idea, uh, but bring it to literally the world. And you're doing this in a way that you're actually exporting. And we're going to get to that in a minute. I don't want to jump there just yet. But I do want to talk to you about how did you take this need to improve your health into... I have something that I can share with others. What was that process like? It was a very poignant moment. And I'm going to preface this story with just uh, taking care of everyone who's listening. I have, I was married. I had two children with this man and divorced him. And then years later, he passed away. And two weeks before passing away, I had just become certified in nutritional balancing. It's the work that I do. And on being on the phone with him, uh, we were discussing his personal issues. And I said, you know what? I found something that I've notice is working for me. Maybe you should work with me and I can, I can help you. And he laughed at me. He says, no, no, no. My doctors have me. I'm fine. And two weeks later, he passed away from a heart attack. They couldn't revive him. And I went from being certified in order to help myself. Uh, and the certification is nutritional balancing 
using hair mineral analysis. So that's my scientific study. But this is all about the body healing itself, giving it what it needs. And after I hung up from the phone call of my hospital, being informed about my ex-husband passing, I mean, there's, of course, a whole grieving process that goes with that. But it dawned on me in that moment, I can't keep this to myself. I have to be loud about it. I need to let more people know that they have an alternative to doctor medication. And and it's not an either or process, it's more inclusive. And so my whole message is about educating that difference and how to take care of the body. So that's, that's what started it all was that moment <laughs> of loss. Wow, that, that's, that's, that's a tough thing to go through. You know, I think everybody at some point, if we haven't yet, we will suffer loss, I have, and, and many people listening to this uh, show have experienced loss. But moving through that, you know, we have to take care of ourselves, our bodies, our spirit. It's all tied together, and that's really important. And you actually, as I recall, um, actually found a way to investigate certain different imbalances in the body. And I'd, I'd love for you to maybe share a little bit about how that came about. Yeah, there were uh, just this, this belief that I had that I held on to for a long time that if you give a body what it needs, it will heal itself. I don't know where I picked up that belief system, but it just it just hung with me for a long time until I was I was fed up with the whole process of going from doctor to doctor and relying on blood tests and want them wanting to give me medications. So I was up at three o'clock in the morning with this insomnia that I had imbalanced and I wanted to find an alternative. So I took all of my symptoms and diagnoses, which added up to about 30 of them at the time. And I put them into a search string and I came across this article about nutritional balancing using hair. And a lot of people, when I tell them about hair analysis and I just share, oh, they go, oh, I know about that. That's when you know what you're lacking, right? And I go, at first I would say, no, it's not at all. And I'd argue. And then I realized that 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 combativeness kind of puts us at odds. And so I said, yes, and <laughs> it also, <laughs> more importantly, tells you the relationship of minerals in the body, which which I'm finding as I progress in, in business and, and with my clients, that it's about the relationship within ourselves, how we take care of us, who we are, whether or not we are true to ourselves. And so these actually do reflect in our mineral balances. It's interesting, nothing is separate, physical, mental, emotional. And so you can look at the mineral imbalances, the toxic load on the body, and actually see a reflection of your outer world and your inner world. And you can relate to what's going on in your world with how you're feeling in your body. It's very interesting to me. Really? So how, how did that turn into a business for you, though? I mean, that, that was really helpful for you. Um, what changed it to being, okay, this is helpful to me to how I turn it into a business? I mean, you, you started as a solopreneur, right? I did. And, and I still I still am there. And I remember my practitioner painting herself or yeah, painting herself into a corner with her, her calendar where she was constantly having people over to her home office, and she did not have a social life, she had no ability to be out. And I thought, I don't want that for myself. So I looked around and I decided I wanted to have a business that was something I could do because I started doing this on the side. So I was still in the stone industry as an architectural rep for the first six years of my business. And I did, did this work, you know, separate from the, the day job in, in order to raise my kids and, and bring them into adulthood. So that was my choice of balancing things. I didn't want to put them through that, that kind of turmoil of starting a business because it's very iffy in the beginning. So 
that whole process, it showed me how to work with people, not just in my local area, but because hair doesn't spoil in the mail, I can have people send me their hair from all over the world. And that's what I've done. So I have clients who are not just spread all over the United States, but they're in Canada, they're in England, they're in Dubai, they're in they're everywhere, you know, they're in all these different places all over the world. And I really enjoy that exposure to people in different parts of the world, knowing that we're all ultimately at the same risk for health problems which I find really interesting. Yeah, it's just, that's true. So uh, how does your revenue model look like? We mentioned you do a lot of export. What actually do you manufacture and export and how did that come about? <laughs> Part of nutritional balancing is also working in sauna therapy. And there's a specific sauna that is really fantastic with the nutritional balancing science and that's called near infrared sauna. I make the panels that people can take and convert a shower stall or a small enclosure or an extra closet into an actual sauna. So you can use it more often than you would if you had to go to the gym or use a different kind of sauna. So in manufacturing these pieces, I have I have individuals who aren't even my clients that find me online and they're they're buying them. So I ship them all over <laughs> all over creation from Vegas all the way to the East Coast, New Jersey, and I've shipped them over to Jerusalem, England, uh, all over Europe and, and Africa too. So it's interesting. Wow. So when you first started out uh, with the exports did you have like challenges with like customs or what, what did you, what was the learning curve on that? Cause I know a lot of people probably say, well, this would be great to ship across the United States, but kind of scared <laughs> about sending overseas the high shipping and hear about different you know, horror stories. What kind of challenges did you find with the export part? Yeah, of it? Uh, The export part of it, there's, there's rumors, you know, you, you really don't, you want to put more faith in countries abilities to handle the corruption within their, um, their customs. And I was finding that uh, through other people's, experience. So I am a big believer in standing on the shoulders of giants and, and letting other people's mistakes teach me. <laughs> so in my research, I realized that certain countries, which will remain nameless at the moment, were holding packages hostage for extra customs money to clients. And I decided, you know what, that's not okay with me. I'm not going to deal with those countries. And so there, there's, there's, a, there's a list of countries I will say, I'll, I'll ship to these countries, <laughs> but I will not ship to these others for that reason. I don't want to do that to my clients. Uh, I totally get that. I have a friend who's a missionary down in, I won't mention the country either, but he's down in Central America and uh, he gets things sent from the United States from supporters and such. And they'll hold those packages for, I don't know how long until he gives them, you know, a certain amount of money and it has nothing to do with the law. It's just simply, it's, it's pure bribery. It, it's exactly. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so did you like, do you kind of have a list of countries in mind that I'm not going to send there first before you ever started exporting? Or is that kind of stuff you learn on the way? Or how did you determine what you're going to send to and where you're not? I learned on the way. And that occurred when I discovered people were interested from other countries. And my mindset was to simply support the people who were here in the United States. I mean, shipping to Alaska and Hawaii was also, a, a, even though it's within the United States, it's a different deal. So I had to adjust my prices and my shipping costs for, for those the people who wanted to receive in those areas. And then I received uh, inquiries from people in other countries, and I would do my research from there. And I realized in reading about people's experiences and doing some interviews with others who were exporting to certain countries, they would give me the, the warnings or the stories. And, and I went, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, and, and the list just continues to grow as to who I will send to and who I will not based on my experience and, and those, the experience of others. <laughs> so that's an interesting note. As I mentioned in the intro, you are one of the top percentages of people who are women-owned businesses that export around the world. Maybe you could share with our audience how 
you actually became like in the top percentile tier. I mean, what, what is that like? And what is that percentage? It was an absolute accident. I found out through events that were talking about the percentages of women owned businesses and what makes them stand out as, as being se- you know separate from other businesses. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't go, I'm going to be one of the few people who manufacture and export to multiple countries. It just turns out to be that's one of the statistics that they drill down on when it comes to women owned businesses. They want to know who manufactures in addition to just providing a service that's maybe like coaching of some kind, whereas I offer lab results. And so that's a little bit more than just coaching, but creating them and manufacturing those sauna panels and then shipping them to multiple countries, again, by complete accident. So it was not a trajectory I was shooting for. It just happened quite naturally. <laughs> I, I think it's important to know too, is that don't be afraid to to drive a new path. And I, I know that there's a saying, it's like pioneers to get shot and settlers make, you know, get rich. But at the same time, you could certainly stand on the, on the shoulders of giants and, and learn their lessons and move forward. So I, I want to encourage our audience, if, if there's something you're manufacturing or perhaps you're reselling a product even, don't be afraid necessarily to look at export as a possibility. There's, there's certainly uh, the opportunity to grow beyond just your own country. wonder if uh, maybe you could share a little bit of ideas on what you would suggest to somebody who is looking at starting a manufacturing business or or even exporting somebody else's product. Any particular tips that you would offer for them that this is what you should watch out for. This is what you ought to definitely try to expand your business. How do you find customers overseas? Is it simply through the web or they find you or how, how does that growth process happen for you? Well, because my business model is all about being more what was the word I want to say is I, I don't want to be stuck at home all the time working with my my clients. So I want to be able to be from anywhere, work anywhere. And part of one of my, my, my healthcare is travel. So I wanted to be anywhere in the world and be able to work my business. And this was just part of a desire that I had. So if bringing on a new product and wanting to export it just for the sake of exporting it, I don't know. I think I think important. The important part is to look at your intention. Who are you trying to serve by exporting? Or can you serve the, the you know similar people just by staying here in the states? Will that service your need if you're just looking to make money? But exporting seemed to be something that was needed. Look for a product that is currently being offered in a way that's unfair to those who are in other countries, and see if you can help help that market by bringing the bringing the value. At a, at a lesser cost. <laughs> so that's sure. kind of what I did. I was noticing in the marketplace, there are people who create saunas that charge $6,000 for the same unit that I create for less than 500. And I thought that's extortion. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can do better than that. And, and I'm being of service. And it also happens to accommodate the need for sauna therapy in my own practice. So I recommend the saunas. And the other part that I that I did was create a whole layer of affiliates. I'm not the only nutritional balancing counselor that is out there in the United States. And so I reached out to my fellow practitioners and I said, hey, you're recommending these. Why not become an affiliate? And then I was able to take my colleagues and turn them into my clients rather than just having them be colleagues or competition. So that was also important. That's very smart. And I, I think that's a great idea. You mentioned something about traveling as your medicine. I love that. I love to travel a lot too. Our family takes a, a lot of it's related to homeschool events or, or business events, but we, we often do it as a whole family so we can enjoy the different locations together as we travel. But I'm, I'm wondering with a manufacturing business, that, that has to be a little bit different kind of challenge. How do you make sure that you still continue the manufacturing part of your business and units while you're traveling? How does that work? 
Oh, well, it's a separate person who makes the, the actual units. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. So, and, so tell us about that. Yeah, my, my father was an electronics engineer by trade, and he made furniture for his hobby, wood furniture. And my background in history was an interior designer. That's what I have my college degree in, oddly enough. And so in my home, there are many pieces that I've designed and he's created for me. So as things progressed and my business took its turn and I decided, hey, I really want one of these saunas. He made my first one. And then I, I says, you know, I, I think I would like to offer this to my clients. Would you be willing to make these for me <laughs> moving forward? So my dad is my manufacturer and I do have the ability to make them on my own. So if anything ever were to, to come up or, or if I had to hire somebody else out to do it, I could do it myself no matter where I am because the pieces and parts are actually available anywhere. Uh, so if I was in a pinch and I needed to make one out in Timbuktu, I could. But yeah, he's it's easy enough for me to be out and making the orders and then send them back to my dad who, who makes them for me. That's great. And it kind of makes it a family business, but you're still, I believe you said you're still a solopreneur. So he kind of like does it as like a, almost like a uh, outside manufacturing firm for you in a sense. Actually, that's true. And uh, so he's also on my reveal program and I test his hair every once in a while and we, I keep him in supplements. He keeps me in saunas. So it works out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a great point too, because really um, a lot of things, especially when you're bootstrapping a business, I mean, sometimes working in trade is, is a tremendously uh, efficient way to get things accomplished without, you know, spending a lot of your hard-earned money when you're, you know, doing a side hustle or something to get something started. You can often do things in trade. And I, I still do that sometimes. I'll offer, hey, I'll do this service. I'll write something for you or whatever. And in exchange, I'll get this service from them. That's a great idea. And uh, I love that you're doing that. So you've grown quite a bit over these years. Do you have plans to expand beyond being a solopreneur or do you plan on staying single person? What, what's, what's your long-term goal? Well, long-term goal includes several, several things. So I do have a certification program that allows me to work with those who are interested if they're bit by the, the nutritional counseling book and they want to do hair analysis as a living. I offer the Elevate Institute as an umbrella institution that they can work under while uh, one, I'm able to then develop my own business in networking these healing centers. There are so many healing centers across the world that are, they pop up and then they disappear because people don't know about them. And one of the things that's crucial to being on my program in nutritional balancing and use, using the reveal process is learning ways to take care of yourself. And that requires retreats, that requires uh, training, requires having hands-on tactile, you know, in, information about how to, to, to work with the body and the different modalities. And I thought, what better place to be able to send my clients that are all over the world to a local healing center that is trained and certified in how to execute these modalities. And I want to network them together. This is not meant to be a solopreneur business forever. It's meant to expand and scale in both directions, not just with the hair analysis process of the reveal programs, but also in the, the ability to get the training out to individuals in their local areas. That's, that's the idea. Excellent. So you're going to soar this business and take it on to the next level. That's fantastic. Any last parting thoughts for our audience that you'd like to say? Definitely, I'd like you to know this about whether it's manufacturing, health, anything in the, in the business sphere for solopreneurs that say, this is a lesson I've learned and I would really like to share it so others don't have to go through the struggle or can, can grow faster. I'm excited to share this one because it's something that I came to a place, I made a decision, I want to do this business. And then at some point, I felt a stagnation in my business. Yes, I had these ideas to scale and then expand business development wise, but it still felt a little bit lacking. 
And I was not paying attention to that conversation that it adjusted from just talking about minerals in the body to realizing that it's about self-love, worthiness, self-care, and how that reflects into our relationships. And I noticed that a lot of people, once we were dissipating the amount of symptoms in their body, they, they, they now were able to focus on their communication with their loved ones or even their inner conversation with self. So I took something that was near and dear to my heart and created a whole new level of programming and it's called Love With Your Everything. But it came from this, this place of not being afraid to take what a personal experience was and allow for the business to now represent more fully, more completely your own personal passions and experiences so that you don't get stagnant in your business. Let, let your personal experiences guide you to what's next. That's my, my, that's my love. I think that, that following intuition is probably my greatest strength and I would recommend that for everyone. Awesome. Thank you, Eva. This has been a wonderful conversation. I do want to make sure our audience knows where to find you. And, and I was wondering if you could maybe share not just your main website, but I'd love for you to maybe share, you know, where could they find your Love With Your Everything program? I, I think that would be really helpful for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. I have a channel on Instagram called Eva Heals. So that's a great way to connect with my messages. Again, Instagram, it's the, uh, the tag name Eva Heals. You can follow me there and that Every one of my posts recently, since I started to unfold all that information into, into my reveal programs, is based in the love with your everything messaging. So that's there. And then I find that people are bombarded with information and they really want something more to tell them what to do with the information so that they don't have more to do. It's like we, were, we get bombarded. So if you were to go, yeah, if you want to go to theelevateinstitute.com, don't forget the the, that's important. So theelevateinstitute.com, right below the fold, you're going to find a button that says, yes, I, I want to take the free online assessment. And this is about 20 questions that you can take right there online. And it lets you know if quite possibly you have some imbalances you've overlooked, didn't simply realize that they were imbalances by answering these questions. And if you could be a good fit for receiving the information from your hair to heal your body through hair analysis. So that's the best. Those are the two best ways to connect with me. Terrific. Well, again, Eva, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. We hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. Come soar with us by joining our community at startgrowsoar.com. Again, that's startgrowsoar.com. We look forward to seeing you there. Hey, it's Steve Combs again. Just wanted to remind everyone that today you can find that free health assessment on Eva's website. Make sure you go over and check it out at theelevateinstitute.com. And you can get all the show notes from today's episode at startgrowsore.com forward slash 004. So make sure you go over there and check that out. I also wanted to tell everybody about a great tool I found out about just this week. If you like podcasts, you're going to love this. It's called Podchaser. I'm not affiliated with Podchaser in any way, except for I have a free account over there. I want to tell you about this. Go over to podchaser.com, and it's a great place to list all of your favorite podcasts. If you're a podcaster yourself or a guest on podcasts, definitely create what's called a creator profile. I've done that for the Solopreneur Success Podcast and myself, and I encourage you to go take a look at that. It's a great way to, it's kind of like a Goodreads for podcast. And it's a great tool. I've really been impressed by this in the short time I've looked at it this week. Uh, so go over and give them some love over at podchaser.com. Again, I'm not affiliated with them, uh, but it's a great tool. So check it out.